Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my cohort Parker Gabriel, and we are breaking down all the tea, all the gossip, all the rumblings in the Broncos coaching search. D'Amico Ryan, Sean Payton, we'll be talking about those two guys and maybe any other names if those two guys <laughs> fall through, because uh, it's been a rough one based off all the reports we're seeing so far. So we'll talk about those two guys, the coaching search, who's going to replace Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett landing back on his feet, discuss that for a minute, and then finally close the show with, of course, what you're here for, uh, our predictions on championship game weekend here coming up on Sunday. So let's just start off with the you know news of the hour, Parker, and that yeah. is D'Amico Ryan's and the Texans. He's emerged as a front-runner candidate for that job. Going to talk with them again. And is D'Amico Ryan's about to choose the lowly Texans over the storied Broncos? That's what seems like it might about to be might about to be happening here. Broncos ownership might might lose Ryan's and uh, Peyton. That that's a whole other thing as well. So initial thoughts on Ryan's and just kind of all the things that are revolving here as the 49ers are still in the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's definitely a critical element, Kyle, that San Francisco's still playing. I mean, we're, we're talking, it's 1.15 p.m. on Friday as we're recording this. And, and yeah, it it's, uh, ch- sort of changes by the day and by the hour. I think there's a couple things about this that aren't necessarily surprising. One is that D'Amico Ryan's is in demand. Um, he had head coaching interviews and all of that last year and, and decided to go back to San Francisco for another year. And now he's got two teams uh, that are really interested in him in, in Denver and in um, his sort of NFL home, the Houston Texans. Um, you know, we, we've reported earlier in the week that he was a, a top candidate of the Broncos. Denver really likes him. Um, I don't think that's changed just because he's, you know, also um, maybe the top candidate in Houston, but it does. It doesn't take away the fact that Denver really likes him. I do think it has the potential um, to change whether or not realistically he ends up in Denver. And, and again, it's very fluid. I mean, you know, if he calls up Greg Penner tonight or tomorrow and says, "I want to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos," I I, I tend to think that that you know that would happen. Um, the question is, and th- this is since. Denver just went through this last year. It came up last year in a slightly different circumstance with Kevin O'Connell, where they were interested in bringing him in for a second interview, but then the Rams won and they got to the NFC championship game. Meanwhile, Hackett was out and he was available. Like, I don't think Denver is going to sit on its, on its heels and just wait. Um, especially if that means D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston for an interview next week. I think they, you know, would just as soon him make a decision and, and then sort of proceed from there. So we'll see how all of that goes. Uh, definitely does not discount uh, the high regard that the Broncos have for, for D'Amico Ryans. But I think, I mean, you sort of like, it'd be foolish to think that you're just going to glide to the finish line on this thing without some twists and turns. Uh, that certainly seems to be, um, you know, there's been a fair share of them and another one on Friday here with, with uh, the Texans strong interest. And so then the question is uh, what happens next if they don't, if they don't get to be Ryan's. Well, and you look at the Texans situation versus the Broncos. Yes. The Texans have been 
even worse than the Broncos last couple seasons and historically just not a good franchise. But uh, they've got better draft position. They don't have a potentially over-the-hill quarterback under mega contract for the next you know, five plus years. Uh, and they don't play in a division where they have to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who have a stranglehold on said division twice a year. So uh, all these factors, I'm sure, swirling in D'Amico Ryan's mind, in addition to the fact that you said, you know, he played there. So uh, yeah. Houston, Houston's certainly an NFL home to him. Now, another point I want to bring up when we got this uh, email from a reader, Dan Martinez in Lakewood. So shout out if you're listening, Dan. Guys, I thought we were going to stay away from first-time head coaches. A defensive coach on top of that, eight question marks. D'Amico Ryan, question mark, question mark. Please don't blow smoke up our butts about how great a hire D'Amico is. Ten ten exclamation points. (laughs) Ten exclamation points really gets the point across. Yeah, so hey, I appreciate Dan's enthusiasm because hey, Dan has a pretty good point, right? I mean, three first-time head coaches in a row, they've all flopped. And now uh, Broncos ownership knows better than everyone else, I guess, and says, no, no, this guy will work. And, oh, also, he's a defensive guy. Uh, but we'll worry about fixing Russ with the staff he brings in. He's not really going to spearhead that. Uh, I don't know. That, that all seems very unusual to me and risky with the first-year stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I, I, it is it is risky. And, and I think there's upside, too. I mean, you won't talk to a person – about D'Amico Ryans, who doesn't think that he's going to be a great head coach. Denver fans have heard that before. That's totally understandable. Yeah, know, like understand. a year ago with Nathaniel yeah, Hackett. Yeah, maybe you know? it's like a year ago. Yeah, and I wasn't <laughs> here then, so uh, I wasn't, uh, you know, peddling any of that. And it's not my job to peddle anything. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is there's there's definite upside with D'Amico Ryans, and, and then obviously there's the risk that – yeah, I thought – I thought actually another guy who the Broncos interviewed, their own defensive coordinator, Jairo Ebro, laid this out pretty well um, before the season ended when he said, you don't really know what it's going to be like to be a head coach until you are one. There's just no way. And so, like, you can be as prepared as you, you think you are, but you're never really ready until you until you get there and then you just have to figure it out. And that's true, you know, like – and the Broncos have had three guys that didn't figure it out, didn't win at a high enough level to to build, you know, continuity and a long-lasting tenure. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett was historically short. So, at the same time, Kyle, like, it doesn't guarantee, like, just the fact that he, he wouldn't be a first-time head coach doesn't guarantee that Dan Quinn would work out. Right. It doesn't guarantee exactly. that Sean Payton's just going to take you to the Super Bowl in his second year in charge. It doesn't guarantee that, you know, Jim Harbaugh won in the NFL 11 years ago that he could step back into it and just win again immediately. Like, you've seen it happen before, and that gives you some comfort. Um, but, you know, you still got to have a good roster, and you got to have solid quarterback play, and you got to be able to play defense. And, and you know, so that's I think that's where the brain trust was sort of at with D'Amico Ryans, that they think he can do all of those things. Uh, it's just a matter of if he now wants to do them in Denver or wants to do them in Houston. Well, and a fair point to underscore all of this that you just made is that Bill Belichick himself could walk through the door in Dove Valley and he would still have the same problems on his hands that Nathaniel Hackett did when he sure. was shown the door. Uh, the, the aging quarterback, how to reverse Russ, you know, question marks up front, how to jumpstart that offense to correspond with the defense that has been good. So all these things, no matter who's the coach, he is going to face 
those question marks, those uncertainties when he steps into the job. Certainly, D'Amico Ryan's weighing that as we discuss his candidacy here on the First Orange podcast. DenverPost.com slash Broncos. If you want to read all about the coaching search, Parker has you up to speed with multiple articles, all the candidates, all the gossip, all the tea. Now, speaking of tea, here on this next segment, Sean Payton, you know, he's a... He's, he's a guy who's been there to the top. He's won the Super Bowl. Yep. You can tell in this search, he's kind of like, hey, I'm Sean Payton. You know, like, of course right. teams are going to trip over me. Also, let right. me uh, let me try and control the narrative a little bit uh, or let my camp do so. And of course, I'm conjecturing, but that's certainly what it's seeming. Um, all these, you know, various things coming out on Twitter via, via various reports of varying credibility. You know, one being that... Uh, Peyton wanted to have another interview, but Greg Penner was out on a hunting trip, right? That was one. Yeah, Rob Walton, even, I think. Was Rob, the... Rob Walton. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. all the rich guys were on a hunting trip, and yeah, head right, football right, coach right, exactly. was sitting by the phone. That's That was the narrative uh, one. And then there's another narrative put out there that he likes the idea of coaching Russ and potentially turning Russ around, but fears a potential power struggle with a member of the ownership group Peyton responded to that directly on Twitter saying zero truth to this. So all that swirling. And then of course, Arizona Cardinals still in play possibly for Sean Payton as well. And Oh, by the way, there's like a whole thing that has to be worked out with the saints to even offer this guy a contract. Right. So what are the, have the chances gone down substantially since even last week, since we talked, you know, size up this Sean Payton situation come to Dove Valley. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that he probably isn't the top candidate. Like he's not number one on the list, but I think he's still in the picture. Um, and, and I don't think you can count it out, um, at all. And especially like, you know, I think it's pretty clear the way that they've set this up is that they've been patient. And part of that I think is the D'Amico Ryan's factor. And part of it is just that, you know, there's not as many teams hiring head coaches this year as last year. So you don't have to totally rush, but there is a point at which you have to move. And I think they've clearly had ongoing conversations. Remember the first conversation that Greg Penner had with Sean Payton wasn't when they interviewed in LA. It was before that they talked, um, you know, Sean Payton said it on TV in week 18 that he had had at least a preliminary conversation with the Broncos. And so this isn't like a flash in the pan. And I don't know, Kyle, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of posturing that happens this time of year. And it's like, whether it's, you know, a Twitter report about hunting trips or like the ownership thing, like it's very easy to make jokes about that, regardless of whether there's any truth whatsoever to it or not. Like maybe he's like a McLaren fan instead of Mercedes and he doesn't like Lewis Hamilton or something like that, you know, but um, (laughs) uh, he's a big Max Verstappen fan, perhaps. but, you know, like that was some good racing references there. I'll have to yeah, Google you. all those thank racing you. guys, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, regardless of the veracity of any of that stuff, I mean, I think like clearly it that's a complicated situation, just as you said, because the Saints are involved too. And so, like, nobody, like, no good business person, and, and Kiz wrote this in a very eloquent way, I thought, like, no person who has built a retail empire is just going to show all their cards and say like, absolutely saints, whatever you want, you can have absolutely Sean Payton, whatever you want, you can have 25 million. Sure. Two first round picks. Sure. So 
that could be part of it. Um, I don't, for as much as it's, it seemed like bickering through sources at times over the last couple of weeks, like, I don't think it's totally dead. Um, and if you're going back to the list of candidates, I mean, he's a compelling one and he has been from the start. Um, you know, and if that's where Denver ends up, where D'Amico Ryans is going to Houston or they don't feel like waiting for him to make a decision well into, you know, the next week into early February, maybe even then I think, you know, he's a guy you definitely have to, I mean, we reported yesterday that he was still, you know, he was still definitely in the picture um, along with Ryans and, and maybe he's the next one they go to. I, I don't know that that's, a, I mean, it's not a guarantee though, right? I mean, that there's, Dan Quinn pulled his name out of the contention and said he was going back to Dallas. But what happens if he gets a phone call and says, you want to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos? You know, like that. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. So it's going to be very interesting to see who who they've kept warm through this process um, and who the next call is if it's not to be Bill Ryan's. First Orange Podcast, that's Parker Gabriel. This is Kyle Newman. So, yeah, if not them, then who? If not Peyton or Ryans, then who? As you mentioned, Dan Quinn pulled his name out. He said he wants to stay in Dallas. He told Broncos and other teams that. Would a late call change that? Who knows? Uh, And then Jim Harbaugh. Yes. haven't seen anything about him signing an extension. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh bilking UM out of uh, some more money, but but not, no news, right, yet on that right. front. So until that's signed, sealed, and delivered, and you know the Michigan president and AD are going to be tweeting that out second it happens. Um, still maybe a question mark there, but he seems to be out of the running. So if not those top four guys who have been mentioned and tweeted about incessantly, then who, Parker? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I think I think – they've got, then you're getting pretty far down the list. I mean, I don't think you're, I mean, you know, we've, we've written this and reported this, like they, they really liked Quinn and Harbaugh. And when everybody was in the picture, I don't, I don't honestly know exactly how they would have ordered, you know, one through four, but I think especially after they talked to D'Amico Ryans, it's probably the top group was something like the guys that have been in the conversation the whole time, right? Peyton, Harbaugh, Quinn, and D'Amico Ryans. And so if you're past those four, um, it, it, I think it really opens up, you know, like, could you go to a Jim Caldwell or a David Shaw? Yeah. Nobody is going to think like, Hey, this was the first, the first choice uh, they had. Um, and then uh, it really kind of, that's where you get into the, like, you're, you're working pretty far on the list. So um, we'll see if it goes that far. Uh, I think they have to wait. My, my understanding of the rules is that if you haven't interviewed someone by this time for the first time, you have to wait until after the Super Bowl to have an initial interview with somebody. So uh, Denver obviously hopes that they don't end up in that situation where after the Super Bowl, they're like, hey, maybe we should talk to Jonathan Gannon or maybe we should talk to Steve Wilkes or, you know, there's there's a lot of good coaches out there. But right. I don't think Denver wants to be looking for one in late February. Of course, Gannon, a very hot candidate in last year's cycle. Wilkes did a good job with the Panthers and in interim basis this year. Didn't get the job, went to Frank Reich. So those two candidates to keep an eye on. But I mean, is this, is this coaching search headed towards disaster or at least extremely disappointing? I mean, if you're the loaded Broncos ownership, richest ownership group in the NFL, you got the resources, but you can't convince your guy or your second guy or your third guy to come here. That's 
it's not not a good sign, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a little early to say that it's going to end in disaster. Okay. But I don't think we're counting out that possibility at this point. Right. I mean, it hasn't been, like, it just, it's one of those situations where you can use logic. Like, if they were hell-bent on getting Sean Payton, it would have happened by now. You know, like, if he was really the top guy, and we've heard various talking heads say this so the, you know the broncos want sean payton like well if it was if they wanted him that bad it would already be done by now there's nothing keeping them from doing that over the last 10 days if they really wanted david shaw the former stanford head coach like that would have happened by now there's nothing preventing that from happening so it's pretty clear that they you know played the last couple weeks uh especially you know after san francisco won last weekend to try to get it in a position where they had, you know, D'Amico Ryans and maybe a couple other people in the mix. Um, and then you make the decision from there and that hasn't happened. So if they don't get, I don't even know exactly what the list is. I'm not, I'm not much of a hot take artist, Kyle, but like, I don't know what the list is. Maybe it, maybe it's just D'Amico or maybe it's one of those sort of four guys at the end of the day, like D'Amico, Dan Quinn, Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Like if you don't get one of those four, it becomes very obvious that you're going to a consolation situation, right? right. Um, and there's a lot of Broncos fans, especially after you fired a coach in an historically short tenure, and especially after you know whatever this is, uh, be the fifth coach in eight years, um, that that would put that in the disaster bucket. First Orange podcast. That's Parker Gabriel, Kyle Newman. Ahead to DenverPost.com slash Broncos, read all about the coaching search, keep up to tabs. Of course, when the news breaks, we'll have all the info you can digest up there, news, columns, charts, everything on the new head guy. And who that will be remains a giant question mark as we head into the weekend here as a recording of this podcast on Friday. But hey, Nathaniel Hackett, um, record short tenure for a Broncos coach, didn't make it through the first year, but Boy, that was quick. Lands back on his feet as the new Jets offensive coordinator under Robert Sala. And, uh, I mean, on the Jets official site, obviously, usually they kind of, you know, rinse things a little bit. But the headline is, as Nathaniel Hackett arrives, Jets are committed to find a veteran quarterback. So uh, Nathaniel Hackett goes from head coach in Denver with Russell Wilson. A lot of hype, disaster season. Now he's back in New York. Um, and helming an offense that has a big question mark at the most important position. You think he'll, he'll find some redemption with Gang Green? Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't take him long to find work, that's for sure, a month exactly after he got fired. Uh, in terms of redemption, like, I know a lot of people, I, I wasn't here for this, but there was the obvious Aaron Rodgers watch last year after uh, Nathaniel Hackett got to Denver. Uh, same thing will happen in New York until, until right. Rodgers makes a decision on what he's going to do. But also, Kyle, there's a lot. I mean, this is going to be, I think because we've been in coaching search mode at the Denver Post and just because there's enough going on here um, and because Denver is seemingly settled at quarterback, uh, good, bad, or otherwise with Russell Wilson, um, at least for the you know near and, and midterm future, this is going to be a pretty crazy offseason on the quarterback carousel once the coaching element of it has sort of you know wrapped up i mean Derek carr's out there right um it's possible that geno smith is going to be out there it's 
possible Lamar Jackson's going to be in that conversation. A guy you may have heard of named Tom Brady is a free agent. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He's won a couple games. Yeah, so there's all of these. And then then you just – then maybe uh, the Packers will trade Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they'll trade Jordan Love and keep Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's a lot of uh, dominoes to fall, and that's before you get to the draft and, the, you know, the guys that will go, go high in the draft. So um, there's a big quarterback wheel – that's sort of already in motion and will really kick into gear in the next few weeks. Um, and one way or another, the Jets seem committed to getting a guy in there for Nathaniel Hackett to work with. And maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be Aaron Rodgers, maybe it'll be somebody else. But um, the safe bet is that it will not be uh, Zach Wilson. I'm just really intrigued to see in Broncos training camp, the QB battle between uh, Derek Carr, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. You yeah, know? it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. like that, obviously yeah. this ownership is going to go all in, sign them all and just kind of put the, the guys out there, see who wins the job out of those old men. So that'll be interesting. Who would you pick to win that job right now? Those those three in current form. Current form? Well, I, I think it's hard, but I think Russ is the third candidate, like, no question. Like, he'd be three on the depth chart to open yeah. training camp. It'd be like <laughs> maybe – carry three on the 53. Yeah, like, it would be like Carr, Brady, and then, like, Russ is way down there. He's he's gonna get some practice squad reps. Like he's gonna have to prove it out there. You know? Could you imagine that? I don't even know. Who, I don't even know who I pick. <laughs> I would pick as of right this moment. I, I mean, I love Tom Brady and he's the goat, but he's also old as dirt. I would pick Derek Carr by a slight margin. By a slight margin. But then, as I soon mean, as they you, lost the first game, I joined the Broncos country and Fuhrer and yeah, Dan Tom. Just rotate him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Great. first yeah, Norwich I mean, podcast. I'm sorry. Did you want to continue our fantasy talk for another? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I was looking up what uh, Derek Carr's completion percentage was for the year. Oh, oh, right, right. And if it was better than Tom Brady's, you're already doing your homework. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get ahead of this one. So spinning this forward here to our final topic on the first Norwich podcast. You know, Tom Brady. A lot of people are like, "Hey, watch out! After this year, he's going to go sign with the Niners." You know, watch yep. out. Well. Now the Niners have, you know, Trey Lance, who's obviously got injured this year, is coming back. But now they got maybe the next Tom Brady and Brock Purdy. So the next Tom Brady, Brock Purdy, is taking on the Eagles this week in the NFC title. Other side of the bracket, Chiefs and Bengals. Who day? Bengals 3-0 against the Chiefs in the calendar year 22, as they like to continually point out. And Bengals also... Little miffed that all the talk was about Chiefs and Bills and neutral yep. site location and hey, as Tony Romo said on the broadcast, hey, didn't we go to the Super Bowl last year? Uh, didn't we? Uh, so Joe Burrow looks like he's out for blood. That's going to be a great AFC title tilt at Arrowhead and then at the Link Niners at Eagles. Jalen Hurts. I'll be interested to see. You know, he came back off that late season injury. They stomped in the last round. See if they can continue that momentum here going forward. So let's go with our picks here. I haven't been perfect, but I've been, you know, above grade here so far. But we get to this round. Uh, you got to pick both games right or it's just, you know, it's 50-50. That's, that's no good, Parker. Yep. So uh, who you got? I'll put you on the spot first in the NFC and AFC title tilts. Who's meeting in the Super Bowl in a few weeks' time? Yeah, before the playoffs, um, I picked San Francisco and Cincinnati, and so I just I don't have any choice. I have to roll with them. Um, I they're all, all four teams are playing great, and if you want the I know Purdy gets the comparison because he's playing great and because he 
you know, stepped in and also because he was a late round pick, but the actual next Tom Brady is Joe Burrow. And, yes, for real. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're playing great. I mean, they're really playing good. Now, Kansas City is too, and Mahomes – uh, apparently he got some of that Russell Wilson Wolverine blood. Um, he's healing fast. But actual and, Wolverine blood, not yeah, like knockoff. Wolver- yeah. Seattle yeah. just sold you lemon Wolverine blood. Right. Yeah. Right. This is not just like kombucha. It's actual. Right. Blood. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's good. That's a great, that's a great game. I think they're both great games. Um, I, but I, I think they're both pretty much toss ups. Uh, but Given that before the playoffs, I picked the Bengals and the Niners, I can't not pick them now. What do you got, Kyle? Yeah, uh, you know, the NFC side of the bracket, I picked the Cowboys to go all the way to the Super Bowl, so that came up short, and Niners obviously knocking them off. I'm going to stick with my Super Bowl pick since the beginning of the year, Kansas City Chiefs, somehow getting past Joe Burrow and co. Because you're right, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's playing the best out of any of the quarterbacks left, in my opinion. Um, I think they get passed by they they get past the Bengals, back into the Super Bowl, setting up a Super Bowl rematch with the 49ers, and of course Patrick Mahomes beat the 49ers uh, a few years ago, at, and then lost to Tom Brady and the Bucks after that. So I'm predicting a Niners Chiefs rematch and Brock Purdy with another huge performance. The, the Niners defense does its job, but Brock Purdy continues to like oh. It, is he the guy? Like he, he is yep. the guy. Like I think that continues. What if the 49ers don't pursue Tom Brady because of Brock Purdy? That would be like one of the more unlikely quarterback stories in the last, what, 20 years in the NFL. Almost as unlikely as that time back in the early two thousands, some guy, some six round pick, yeah, right. exactly. you know, came in for an injured drew Bledsoe and yeah. took his team to the Super Bowl and won it over the greatest show on turf. So Brady gets Brady'd in a sort of roundabout way at the very end of his career. It'd be poetic. Wow. Brady gets Brady. That sounds like a much better movie than 80 for Brady, which I've seen the <laughs> clips, the previews that for that. Oh, check out the previews. It's like with Jane Fonda and Gronkowski's in it. Edelman's in it. Tom Brady's in it. And it's about their Super Bowl comeback over the Falcons, or I think that year, but somehow tying eight like grandmas into following the team. I'm, it looks quite honestly terrible if so the broncos ever find a head coach i probably still will not watch it but it, i'll have a better chance of watching it if this coaching search ever ends well and it's like out in like legit theaters too so i mean it's not just streaming it's not just yeah, yeah okay <laughs> put it on the list first orange podcast that's parker gabriel's kyle newman appreciate you tuning in today's pack show member denverpost.com slash broncos as we continue to cover this coaching search Appreciate you tuning in today's show. And until next time, folks, take it easy.